Yo, partnership alert, partnership alert, partnership alert. Living Corporate has a partnership with LinkedIn Learning, an American massive open online course provider that provides video courses taught by industry experts across a wide array of subjects. Now, the partnership is because Living Corporate has courses on LinkedIn Learning focused on diversity, equity, inclusion for leaders, career professionals, and anyone really looking to upskill themselves and be better allies. So make sure you check out our courses on LinkedIn Learning by clicking the link in the show notes. And let's just say you don't want to do that. You go to LinkedIn Learning on LinkedIn, search Living Corporate. We'll be right there. All right. Peace. What's up, y'all? It's Zach with Living Corporate. Listen, man, it's 2022, dog. <laughs> the year is moving on. And I know we've been making jokes like it's 2020 part two, but really, seriously, like it's 2022. And we're getting into the throes of the year, right? I want y'all to realize that time moves forward, even if you don't, right? Time is moving forward. You owe it to yourself. Like whatever it is you're trying to do, little job you're trying to go for, the startup you want to make, uh, the book you want to write, the books you want to read, uh, shoot, the person you want to marry. Listen, fam, go ahead and do whatever it is you're trying to do, right? Because you're going to look up. It's going to be 2042, 2052. Right? Don't don't let the world pass you by. It's so interesting. Like I'm looking at corporations. These institutions, y'all, they move fast. Like when they want to go and like, you know, make some money, they want to create some business venture. So much of this, like when I think about career and I think about when I think about success, like just conceptually success, so much of it just comes down to execution, right? Like, are you going to get up and do it? Right. This is not a Kim Kardashian. uh, Stop being so lazy either, by the way. I'm not shaming nobody for taking a break. We get caught up in uh, like this, like capitalistic context where we just are overly consumed with production. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm simply saying if you have something that you feel like you want to do or you feel called to do something, go ahead and do it because time isn't waiting for you. Right. That doesn't negate or uh, eschew (laughs) the reality and need for rest. Right. So take care of yourself. But a lot of us, a lot of folks who listen to this podcast right now have been talking about the same idea for like years. They've been talking about what they're going to do, what they want to do, what they should do, what they're thinking about doing, what they're getting ready to do for years. Go ahead and get started. Go ahead and get started. Whatever that thing is, go ahead and get started. All right. Because life just doesn't stop. Life does not stop. And I think about it more and more, you know, having a child, it puts you in a place, right? Like you, you start realizing like, you know, time is not sitting still. In fact, it kind of seems like it speeds up. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, listen, I'm really excited about today's podcast. Um, We have Shanisha White. Shout out to Shanisha for everything that she does. Um, She is a co-host on Living Corporate. You've heard her with me, but you've also heard her by herself on her own. Um, She is really just incredible, right? Like she's a pharmacist. She's a speaker. She's a mentor. uh, She's a lot of different things to a lot of different folks, but just incredibly skilled and humble. And 
I'm really excited about the interview that you're going to hear her facilitate a little bit later. But before we get to that, we're going to tap in with Tristan. All right. So I'll see you in a minute. What's going on, y'all? It's Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting, and I've teamed up with Living Corporate to bring you all a weekly career tip. Today, let's talk about the importance of knowing your worth and how you can keep track of it. What's your career story? This is a question I ask quite a bit in calls with my clients, and initially, most of them struggle with it. Many of them will pose the question, well, who cares about career stories? The answer is you. Well, at least it should be. These stories form the core of many of our interview responses and can come in handy when you update or tailor your resume, write a cover letter, or even while networking. But if you don't keep a record of what you've done and don't adequately reflect on that, you'll find out how the experiences you think you'll never forget can easily be forgotten. In today's world, we can't afford that. We have to be our own biggest advocates within our career, and we can't do it if too many pieces of the puzzle are missing. Oftentimes, many of us go into negotiations or requesting a raise from our boss, but we haven't taken the time to build a solid case as to why we are worth the amount of money we're requesting. That's not usually due to the fact that we don't have the background that warrants it, but it's typically because many of us don't keep track of the things we've done or accomplished throughout our careers. So here are two suggestions that will help to mitigate this. Hopefully one of them works for you. The first is career journaling. Essentially, it's very similar to regular journaling, except you write down names, dates, and significant experiences or achievements from your career. You can highlight things like the amount of money you saved the company, being promoted to manage a team, or any metrics or accomplishment-based things that may be important within your industry. The second thing is simply creating a Google, Dropbox, or iCloud folder and throwing any awards, certificates, certifications, or positive feedback in there. You know, create a document in there where you list your accomplishments and career highlights, save relevant information or documents from projects you were on. Really put anything in there that will help you remember how amazing you are at what you do. There are so many instances where it's important that you know what you've done in order to get further. Resume updates, annual reviews, salary increase requests, interviews, offer negotiations, and that's just to name a few. In each of those areas, it is necessary to have a record of everything that you can review and utilize in developing a compelling career story to make your case. This tip was brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume, or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn. All right, what's up, guys? This is Shanisha of Living Corporate, and I am a firm believer that no experience is wasted. And today we have a wonderful guest, an amazing guest that is going to share with you guys about preparation for purpose. Our guest is a life and career coach helping women craft a career that lights them up. After she spent more than 10 years as a television news anchor in Alabama and Florida and receiving a Emmy nomination, she recognized that burnout was starting to set in. She was inspired to channel her experience and knowledge into her next bold move. Starting her own coaching business, she now helps thousands of women curate their own careers and reach their goals. You can follow her on her coaching site and on her podcast, Audacity, Unlocking the Secrets of the Bold, where she interviews creatives, 
entrepreneurs, and thought leaders about how they build out their dreams. She also is a frequent contributor to The Grio, where she coaches thousands of people every week in navigating their careers with clarity, audacity, and purpose. Let's welcome Leticia Barriola. Leticia Barriola. Leticia. Right. Oh, that's a little bit of <laughs> that comes in and gets in the way. But this young lady is amazing. So it's okay. thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. 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 So listen, I gave this brief bio. Guys, she has done amazing work. Like amazing work. An Emmy nomination, okay? Like, let's highlight that. So she does amazing work here. And I would just love for you to just fill us in on who is Letitia. Yes. Well, again, thank you for having me. I, I love the chance to connect and, and talk to people. Communication is my thing. Um, so um, who am I? So I'm a mom of two. I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm a wife. Um, I am a faith driven woman, so I'm a Christian. I believe in God. He makes up a big part of my life. Um, I am also a somewhat new entrepreneur. Um, as of October 1st, 2021, that was my last day as a news anchor where I closed a chapter and started a new one as an entrepreneur. Um, I am a coach. I am a life and career coach. Uh, and I, and I am a friend and a daughter and all those other things, but I think that makes up sort of who I am. Yes. And I, I love every bit of it. So genuine, so genuine and so real. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to have you here and just dive deeper into what, what you're doing now currently. So I know you mentioned about being a solely somewhat new entrepreneur, but you have made a huge impact even in this short period of time. And I can only imagine where else you'll be and where else you'll be going here soon. So let's take a, let's take a moment to dive in to talk about the wrestle match most of us have with our career. You being a life coach and career coach, uh, what would you say was your wrestling match as far as your career? Yeah, well, I think my wrestling match is really um, what pre prepared me to be a coach because for many years, for pretty much the whole time, for 10, 11 years in journalism and as a news anchor, I really felt a disconnect to the work. Um, I really struggled with feeling like this was it, like this was the career I was made to do. So for many years, I mean, even in college at FAM, we connected over going to FAMU, but I remember at FAM telling my, like right before I graduated, that I, uh, my dean, that I didn't really want to um, be a news anchor. Like I didn't really want to be a news journalist. Um, but I knew I wanted to have an, a voice and an impact through media. And at the time, the way to do that was to get onto the broadcast journalism track. And they pointed out that you're gifted. You would do great. So I said, okay. So um, I, I got into the grind of, of being a news reporter. You know, you start with making no money in the middle of nowhere, right? And you work your way up. Um, and so I did that. But what happened was when I got to the very top of my career, 
you know, I had the, the salary that I wanted. I had the anchor position I wanted and all of that. Um, I still felt like something wasn't there. Something wasn't right. So what I have learned now is that conflict with my identity and with my career was all for a purpose for this second chapter that I'm in that feeling that feeling of disconnect with my work is what fuels what I do now. Like it was purposeful. It was for a reason. And I think one of the big lessons, two lessons I learned in that one, I really kind of, um, I don't know. I felt like my, my career was my purpose. Like I put so much pressure on my career to just make me feel worthy and valued for all that time. Like I wanted to have be fireworks and be everything. And, and it wasn't, and I don't think it's supposed to be. And so I struggled with that. Like, why isn't this thing like lighting me up? Why isn't my career feeling like my reason on earth? Right. And my second struggle was I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing anything else. Like I did not feel a release to go seek another career path. I knew God had me where he had me for a reason. And instead of like really embracing that and really trusting that God was going somewhere, you know, consistently with that, I'd have my ups and downs, but for the most part, I just felt like, what am I doing? This isn't, this isn't it. Um, I think the wrestling with that was, I just wrestled to really embrace the season that I was in, trust that God was going somewhere with it, that there'll be things I pick up along the way that are absolutely needed for where I'm going to go. Um, so that's what I would say I wrestled with. And I'm still, you know, I'm still on the other side. So I'm still kind of asking God, and I'm looking back on all those years and news and now leaving it behind. What was it all for? But Almost every week, I, I think, oh, okay, that's why you had me do that. Or, oh, okay, I needed to learn all these things to be excellent in what I'm doing now. I think that's absolutely, like I said early on in the introduction, no, no experience or moment is wasted ever. Yeah. He, he wastes nothing. There's no experience that's wasted. And so as you continue to go along your journey, you find that all these things are coming into place and it just yeah. blows your mind as it aligns with your purpose like we're speaking of right and most times many of us get it very confused or our minds can't go beyond the years of preparation that we have spent you know if you decide to go to college and looking at your career is ultimately your purpose for why you are here and what you are to do and you yeah allow yourself to be submerged in it. And then when there comes a moment of unfulfillment, you tend to wrestle between, well, what do I do next? Because this is what I've solely dedicated years to, mm -hmm. uh, financial debt to, if you know, taking out student loans, you've invested a lot of time, tears, energy, finances. So what do I do next? That is a serious, um, a serious wrestle that many of us have and we're afraid to make the next bold move as you have done. So if you can yeah. share with me, how have your experiences prepared you for this present time and purpose? And my second question I will follow up with that is, what is your purpose? Yeah. 
So many things I am learning, big and small, that you'll hear me reference God a lot because I, I really do. He's in the details of my life, right? So um, I, big and small, I, I see now that are so crucial. So one of the things that journalism does or being a news anchor and a, and a reporter is you are talking to all kinds of people every single day from all walks of life, from the mayor to like someone on the north side and you're knocking on their door and you're dodging they're, you're dodging their dog and you're poking your head. At, you know what I mean? Like you go from regular, everyday, beautiful humans, regular people, all the way up to the powerful. And so I did that every single day. And I think the what that did was hone my ability to connect with people and to develop trust with people quickly to get them to open up and talk to me. And as a coach, now <laughs> that's like coaching is all about trust and connecting with people and getting them to open up and talk to you. And so I did that over and over again, right? Um, also, uh, coaching is about asking really good questions, being really curious about people and giving them the space to think about their lives in a safe space. And so that's one of the things when I, when I found the, you know, the profession of coaching, I was like, wait, I'm, I'm doing this now. I'm asking people questions every day. Yes. And the battle was, I, I'd much rather be like the whole time. I was like, I want to talk about life. I want to talk about, you know, like what you're, the questions you're asking me. I love it. I always wanted, and that's why I started my podcast, which we'll talk about, but I had this deep desire to like not talk about fires and car crashes and politics and, you know, whatever. I wanted to talk about what lights you up. What's your purpose? What are you doing to move towards it? I just didn't know that there was a way for me to do that as a career. And when I did, oh, all bets were off. And that's, that's what I decided to do. But you see how God put me through 10 years of training to learn how to ask powerful questions so I can now build my business doing just that. Um, so those are just a couple things. And I think, so what is my purpose? If you were to ask me this, you know, earlier in my career, it would have been wrapped around what I do. But what I have learned, especially in my coach training, um, that I don't believe purpose is what you do. It is who you are. It was, it's who you were created to be, be like being, not doing. And our generation is very caught up in doing, like we think our purpose is what we create or what we do in the world. And that's why we're, why we're here. Um, and I believe that for a long, even as a Christian, I was like, okay, like my purpose is to do something great and figure out what that is and do it great. And then your life is over and that's it. Um, but what I've learned recently in the last couple of years, if you boil it down to your purpose is simply like the, your reason for being like, that's the first thing. And so if you're of a different faith or like what, however you think we got here, right? However you think we got here, I want you to examine that. Like, what is the reason why a creator is what I believe put me on earth? And so when I look at it just very simply like that, the first and foremost reason for my purpose, my being is to have a relationship and experience life 
with my creator, like with God and being his daughter. Like that's the first thing is being a daughter of God and experiencing life on earth through that, through that lens. Then purpose, right, comes into like, okay, so yeah, there's a, there's a relationship with God that's first and foremost, but he did create us to do things, to cultivate the world, right? We have dominion. We are the, we're humans, right? There's nothing above us here on earth. So there is work for us to do. So I think there's a secondary element that we are called to go out and do. Um, but I try, it's really hard to do. Like I'll get caught up in the doing real quick and, and like the being a daughter, like that's like 10th on the list some days, right? But it's so grounding to know that, like think of it this way. If I were to think my purpose on earth was to be a news anchor, do you know how lost I would be now, now that I'm not a news anchor? What, I'm not, I don't have a purpose anymore? You're not a news anchor. Oh my gosh. You know, that's an identity crisis. But I know that my, my real purpose stays with me no matter what I do, who, you know, what I do in the world, I am still first and foremost, a daughter of God. And my mission is what I call it, or my callings, those change throughout different seasons. So my mission for 10 or 11 years was to be a news anchor and, and to, you know, let God use me that way. And now my mission or my calling is as a coach and as a media contributor um, to help people navigate through their callings and their missions and help them find their purpose. So I try to separate the two. You know, I think that's a, um, you made several good points and I was right on point with you, especially about your career and your purpose. So when we look at our career, it's not who you are, it's what you do. So when I asked you early on, like, who who is Letitia? Like, who is she? You didn't speak about, you know, exactly, I'm a life coach, I'm, you know, I'm a mom. This, who who is she? Getting to the core of really who you are. And another great point about us losing our identity in our careers. Once it's Mm -hmm. over, or if it ends abruptly for whatever reason, that sense of purpose of what do I do next? You feel lost in that moment. And I think for many of us, even those who may have experienced job loss, career loss during the pandemic, the sense of fulfillment and purpose was stripped from many people. And having a life coach, a career coach, or someone who is grounded within their purpose to help motivate you and push you along, I think is essential or having that base of foundation of belief or whatever that is, whoever you believe in, whatever you believe in, having that to be able to help propel you forward as you move into the next space or next chapter of your life or whatever the opportunity may be. So with that being said, you have your podcast, Audacity. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to tell us a little bit more about your podcast, Audacity, what inspired it, and then I'll move into another, I think, fulfilling question that will help tie that in. But tell us more about Audacity, what inspired the podcast? So it's really great because I love telling the story now because when I look back, that was me in the career as a news anchor starting to find my voice outside of the box of local news. So if you know journalism, like you're not supposed to have an opinion, you're not supposed to, you know, you're supposed to just be a non-biased existence in the world. 
and tell other people's stories. So I was starting to get the itch to like, I really want to talk to thought leaders and entrepreneurs about how they're living their dreams. And I don't, I don't get to do that on the news. So um, at the time it was pretty taboo. There weren't a lot of news anchors that created a podcast. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to see if I can, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Let me see if I can do this. So I went to my management and we had to go back and forth about what it would look like, what I'm allowed to do. Like there was a lot of rules around it, but they eventually just let me do it. And so I almost at the time, like I was really, it was kind of selfish. Like I was trying to find the blueprint, trying to find the way how these people are out here doing exactly what lights them up and what they have a strong calling towards and they feel purposeful. Like I was trying to figure out how they did it <laughs> and, and, and then publish that for everyone else to, to um, hear as well. So part of it was for me. And, and part of what I say on the podcast is, you know, you have to cultivate the audacity to be you. And I love the word audacity because it's like, who? Do, in this context, it's like, no, who do you think you are? Really? Like, who do you think you are? And if whatever that is, go be that. And it takes a sense of, it's even more than confidence. It takes swagger. It takes a deep belief in yourself and, 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 and something bigger than yourself to go out there and kind of bust out the norms and say, no, I'm going to leave this successful news career and I'm going to go start my own thing because I feel called like that takes audacity. So um, it was me studying great people, like great as in like people who do great things, big things, studying what they did to make it happen. Um, and so it's part of my journey for me to be audacious in my life is that podcast. I mean, I was talking to Estelle, my, my interview with Elaine Welteroth, um, former, you know, Project One Ray, uh, host. And she, uh, I mean, like you gotta look her up Teen Vogue if you don't know about her. Um, but that podcast was like three, I did that about three weeks before I put in my, my notice. And I remember thinking this conversation with her is like the nail in the coffin. Like what she spoke into my life, into my listener's life was like, oh, there's no turning back. So it really fed my soul and it helped me take the leap of faith that I, um, to get me where I am now. You know, and it just honestly could just take one word or just one conversation to help give you that confirmation of that next move or the next step in your life. So yeah. you're here with us and you're speaking great things into our listeners' ears. What advice would you give women to have the audacity to take the leap of faith, especially when they're looking into a career change or a transition from whatever it is that they may currently uh, be experiencing? What advice would you give these, give these women? Oh, okay. The first thing is, and you're going to just, just follow me here. The first thing is to hire a coach. A coach was life changing, life changing for me. Um, now I'm going to say, obviously this is not a commercial for me, like find the right coach. Yes. It doesn't have to be about me, but I have to tell you, it wasn't until I, I enlisted a partner with me. That was not my husband. That was not my girlfriends. That was not my colleagues. That was an, an unbiased supporter of my dreams who gave me one hour every week to work through 
my thoughts about what I wanted to help me develop a plan for how to do it, to hold me accountable to what I said I wanted to do, who held my highest self above like our conversations every week. That was the deal breaker um, for me. I mean, that was that was the game changer is what I'm trying to say for me. Um, my coach, Cara, she helped me go from there ain't no way I'm about to give up every, you know, I want to do this thing so much, but I get paid every, like, how am I going to give up an every two week paycheck? How am I going to give up health insurance? I have two kids. My husband's an entrepreneur. What, what are we going to do with that? You know what I mean? He's successful and he's great. But like, we got yes, to, we, we have to figure something out. We have to yeah. Like this, this dream is cute, but like what? So, but my coach is what ch she challenged me to think about like, like, who do you think you are? You are an accomplished, brilliant, smart woman. You don't think you can go out there and figure out a way to get insurance for your family. You don't think you can make, replace your salary and, and even more stepping away. So she challenged me. We did work together. So my advice is to look into a coach. I fell in love with coaching. Um, that's why I became a coach for because of what they did with me. And if you can't afford one, what I did before I hired a coach was I was always, I, I was really into personal development and podcasts were actually the number one place that I went to um, figure out how I was going to create the life that I really wanted. There's something intimate and amazing about hearing another woman, especially a, a black woman, especially um, talk about how she figured out a way to live her dreams and create a life that she loved. You know what I mean? There's some, there's something really powerful about that. So I tell people there's so much free game. There's so much free game on podcasts. I figured out so much before I spent a dollar on, on having someone support me. So find some podcasts to lift you up, to get you inspired, to motivate you to move, um, and also hire a coach if you can. Listen, investing in yourself is one of my top, <laughs> top level of advice. Invest in yourself if you can find a coach. And then right now we're in the generation where there's so much information. There's no reason not to know. Yeah. I mean, Google University, <laughs> YouTube University. Yeah. And like you said, podcasts, there's so much information that's out there and available to us to be able to have that. And then I love to, when, you know, when we speak about uh, women of color, black and brown, being able to hear them share how they were able to transition from one lifestyle or, you know, go through the challenges of adversity and to be able to come out on top and just share real life experiences. It, it, sparks something inside of you to know that I have everything that I need within me already. It just needs to be activated. Yes. It just has to be activated. Yes. You already have it. You you were born with it. It's in you. And if you can do this, then what do you mean that you can't do that? You definitely can. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It's definitely possible. If you did it once, you could do it again. Absolutely. I can do it. So it's there within. You just have to tap into that, that source within to be able to activate that and to move forward. Now, many women have experienced 
traumas within their careers, unpleasant yeah. moment within their careers, and maybe a little hesitant about making transitions and changes. What are three common deep wounds black and brown women face in their careers that you are aware of? And then next, how can they overcome those wounds or traumas? Um, one, I would say microaggressions, very real, very consistent, they happen all the time, every week, every day for some. So um, microaggressions are a challenge for Black women. And um, to overcome a microaggression, this is tough because I dealt with this and um, I, there are different like HR was involved in some of it. I had managers involved with some of it. I had, so the best way that worked for me when I dealt with microaggressions at work was really through my friends, like through my support system at home and, and not involving the politics of work. They actually made it messier for me. So um, I would suggest that you have a strong tribe outside of work that you trust, that you could talk to, invent, and get support. The second thing I would say, um, and I see this a lot with my clients, all my clients are Black women, and I love them so much, so much. But one thing I, would, I see with them is that they are so brilliant. They are genius level smart women but yet they don't know it because no one really tells them that in the workplace. Um, so I want them to know that you are special, that your worldview and your knowledge base is unparalleled, that you are brilliant. And I think they experience at work the opposite. They feel quite invisible. They don't, you know, they struggle to speak up or raise their hand um, in the workplace and yet they have so much to give. And so to overcome that, I would say, you know, what's really helpful is if you sort of create a list, you know, just take 15 minutes and write a list of all of, um, your successes, all your wins, what makes you special. Like my list included the fact that I've had two C-sections for my kids, you know, like that, that's huge. I should feel like Superwoman. That is right? definitely huge. I've watched a C-section during oh, the experience and <laughs> I am amazed. What it could be as simple as that. But we yes. We don't count that as something amazing that we went through twice. Yes. So like sometimes you have to remind yourself what happens in the work and outside the work of how brilliant and amazing you are and look at that list daily and then go to work. Um, and third... <sighs> I want to talk to if there are any media people in here, just because that was my world for so long. And I know, um, well, actually, no, this is for everyone. I'm going to talk about burnout. Burnout. That is a struggle for us. And I think a lot of women are experiencing burnout at uh, levels they've never had before. Uh, and I, I want you to say that burnout uh, I want to tell you that burnout is nothing is wrong with you. Like you are not broken. You are not the cause of your burnout. Burnout by definition 
from the World Health Organization literally says burnout is a symptom of your work environment. It is your work culture that is creating an environment of burnout. And then you go to work and then you become burned out. You didn't show, think about your first day of work. You didn't show up there burned out. You've gotten burned out over time because of where you go to work. So um, I think that's the third thing that we deal with. And the best way to overcome that, this is, there's a lot, but I would say to make it easy, now that you know that burnout is actually is within your environment, not within you, actually try to change your workflow. Try to change your work culture. Try to make that easier on you, your actual work day. And if you and if you still go to a job that burns you out every day, that's when you should seriously consider leaving because they are not trying to fix their burnout culture and you are subjecting yourself to it day in, day out. It may be time to find an employer who values wellness and your wholeness as a person. That burnout is absolutely real. And I know, especially for my fellow healthcare workers who are out there, you've experienced a serious major burnout. And if we go back and look at studies, approximately 80% of heart attacks happen on Monday morning uh, between the hours of what, 8 and 10 on your way to work. Okay. Uh, if you are experiencing a, a level of burnout to that degree, we definitely want for you, like Letitia said, to consider something else. I'm not telling you to quit your job, but I'm telling you to do what's best for you. And yeah. Letitia, how can women transition from burnout to bliss? Yeah. And this kind of feeds into what I was saying is that the first, if there's anything that I would say you need to do today is to be really, really honest and take stock of, of, of your work life and really look at what is driving my burnout. What is driving my burnout? There are three symptoms of burnout. One is that you feel disconnected from your work, that um, you don't feel effective. They call it um, professional ineffective efficacy, meaning you just don't feel like you're even making a difference. Like, what's the point? I'm like doing all this stuff. Doesn't even matter. Second is that you're really cynical. Um, that was a big one for me. I'm a positive, happy person, but when I got real cynical and negative and critical about my work, like outwardly saying things on my mind that you shouldn't say all the time. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> what is this? Why am I doing this? That, like you just get real cynical. That's a symptom of burnout. And lastly is exhaustion when you're just no PTO, no vacation makes up for it. So um, to go from burnout to bliss, you got to figure out what is driving those three things. And it's probably points to your job. So take stock, figure out what is driving one of those symptoms and try to change it. Take action. Um, and I'll say the longer you stay in that state of burnout, the longer, the harder it is to get out. Mm-hmm. It's so hard when you're burned out for five years, trying to, trying to claw your way out and feel whole again. But if you're starting to feel those things about your work, now is the time to evaluate and take action. That's at least the first step you can get from burnout to bliss. That's good. That's good. So definitely take heed to this advice because it's 
it's essential to especially where we are now, where we're trying to get to a space of being back to normal to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's extremely essential. So, Leticia, what are key takeaways that you like for our listeners to uh, once they close out this podcast and they're pondering their minds on their lunch breaks or in the car or as they're sitting at home? What would you like them to meditate on to just think about and ponder? I want people to know that there is no greater time than now to really look at making changes to your career if you are not happy, if you don't feel lit up inside. I'm not saying work is supposed to be this like paradise, right? Work is work. It's, it challenges us. Um, but it should never feel like an ongoing struggle to show up and to produce and to, and to be a good employee. It shouldn't feel like that. And so um, I want you to know that we're living in a time that employers for the first time in probably a long time are actually listening to employees in a deeper way because of the great resignation, because people are quitting left and right, because people are bolder about asking for stuff, right? Because of the pandemic. Look, we, we were remote. Like that was impossible three years ago, right? So it's like, we are in a, in a flexible time right now and employers are listening and they're seeing trends of people leaving and being and doing something about their unhappiness. So I'm telling you, take advantage of this time of really evaluating your career. Like this is it. This is the time to make a move. I don't know, you know, we'll probably get locked and loaded into like, this is the way things are again. But right now there's a lot of flexibility. There's a lot of people listening. So that may mean you go to a manager and tomorrow and say, hey, listen, I don't think I need to start my work day at nine. I actually think I can come in at 10, at least on Fridays. You know what I mean? Or actually, I don't think I need to come in at all on Mondays. I need to start Tuesday. Whatever it may be to make your life easier, to make you feel happier at work. They're listening to you. So make a move. There's no better time than now. That is awesome. You definitely want to make the adjustments to keep your peace and happiness so you can be able to be productive and your best self, showing up as the best version of yourself each and every day, if that's what you decide to do. So, Letitia, are there any shout outs? Uh, I just want to shout out the listeners, the people who know me and who follow me whether you're on Instagram with me or you're on my email list or you're a my podcast listener, you know, I really, I'm really grateful for anyone who sort of has joined my orbit, my community and supports me and talks to me about their careers and partners with me in this life. I don't take them for granted. And so I just want to shout out anyone who follows me and supports me and, and talks to me about their life. I really appreciate you. And I'll I'll chug this part in about Letitia. So I don't know how many of you guys have parents that just like love to watch the news and will call you into the room for any and every little thing, right? (laughs) My mother is that mother, that parent. And I remember, and it was so many years ago, I remember looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, who's this beautiful, amazing woman that's on the news? And she's black. (laughs) What? And she was so amazing. So to see you now come full circle 
into the Aww. space that you're in is amazing. I would have never guessed in a million years that I would be speaking to her. In our world, you know, Black yeah. news media, they're like celebrities to us, right? So this right now <laughs> is, is a celebrity moment. I've been keeping real cool and chill through this entire interview, but she's amazing. Oh my God, I know. I was like, I would have never guessed. <laughs> Real cool. But she's amazing in every way. And I'm, I'm so excited for this next chapter of your life and where you're going. And like I said, just in this small amount of time, the impact that you have made. This is like only the precursor, uh, a small trajectory of what is going to be taking place for you in 2022 and beyond. So... Let's take the limits off and allow him to do whatever it is that he's doing in her life right now and this purpose that you have and helping these women. And just like you said, uh, something that stands out to me the most throughout this entire interview is what do we tell ourselves? Uh, the mindset, the mind shift, and you being able to transition uh, from one space to the next is extremely important. So thank you so much for sharing these gems throughout this entire interview. I know many of you guys are going to have this on replay, okay? <laughs> on replay. And you know what? Tell us how how can our listeners find you? I know you said the griot, she has her Instagram, but how how can they find you to connect? Um, so if you are interested in coaching, and you're just curious about it, what it all entails, I would go to my website. It's really easy. Coach Tish dot co not com it's dot co um coach tish.co and then instagram i'm i'm pretty active over there i talk to people in my dms all the time and my instagram handle is coach with tish awesome awesome listen this hbcu excellence here that we've been having here lately yes is amazing, <laughs> is amazing. shout out to florida a and university for producing the best out here and <laughs> <laughs> and like she said if you're looking for coaching if you want to become a coach or whatever your desire is if it's in alignment with tish make sure that you connect with her uh, on the handles that she just gave out to you and that is our show Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Be sure to follow Letitia Barriola. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corp underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter. We want to hear from you guys. Write us on the website, www.living-corporate.com. And if you have any questions you'd like to answer and for us to read on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Shanisha. You have been listening to Letitia Barriola. Peace. And we're back. Yo, thank you, Shanisha White. Thank you to the entire Living Corporate community. Listen, if you're not familiar, Living Corporate is not just like a single podcast. Like We're a whole network. What you're listening to right now is like the flagship show. But we have several other podcasts. All of them actually coming off a season break. So shout out to the break room. Shout out to the access point. Shout out to the group chat, which has continued forward. Vonda, I see you. Thank you so much. Um, shout out to the leadership range. Shout out to Liberated Love Notes. Like, I'm really thankful that we have so much content coming and that continues to come and be published from our website. I talk to people and they're like, oh, so you're like a, are you like a content aggregator? I'm like, nah, we're, we're a content creator. We're a, pro we're a production company. Like, we make content. You know, I think about the fact that y'all like 
we have over 1500 pieces of media 1500 pieces of digital media on our library like talking about everything related to centering and amplifying black and brown people at work and that library grows by about five percent anywhere from three to five percent every week like that's how much content we're creating on a weekly basis and that library um, is powerful and so you'd be well served to check out living-corporate.com subscribing and like subscribing to a, a content list and just exploring right like check us out right like get involved right um, there's something coming in a few weeks that i'm really excited about and as we get closer i'll talk a little bit more about it um, so that's really going to help make that experience a bit more rich and dynamic. But until then, you can still subscribe and check out our content because we got some really dope stuff here. And I'm going to say this like there's no other platform that has a library as rich and as diverse as ours, specifically focused on centering and amplifying black and brown folks at work. Right. We've been doing this for years, right? This has been since 2018. We're continuing to build and we're not stopping. In fact, we're speeding up. We got more stuff coming. And so I'm just thankful um, for the whole team. And I'm thankful for you for listening. So make sure you tell somebody about us. Give us five stars on the Apple Podcasts. Catch you next time. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.